and welcome to another internationally applicable episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost 145 pounds tracking calories and wow. steps. And with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I have lost about 100 pounds by also tracking calories and steps. And uh, we are here to tell you about it. We sure are. But we actually, we're going international on this episode. Oh, Donald. yeah. You mentioned that before. I did, like four seconds ago. I think yeah. you, can, you can listen to the playback. It'll be there, too. Yeah. But uh, we received an email from our dear listener, Rodrigo. Hello, in Rodrigo. Brazil. Hello. Um, and yeah, I think I talked over the fact that you said he's from Brazil. Brazil. I don't know why you say it. Like I don't know. Like I, it's shocking. I, I was going to look up a bunch of fun facts about Brazil before the episode started, and then I thought it just might be insulting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, American guy who knows nothing about Brazil looks at Wikipedia and comes up with some fun facts. Hey, everybody. We want to keep our South American listeners, not alienate them. So we're going to uh, focus on Rodrigo and uh, the email that he sent that I just talked about. And it is as follows. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Rodrigo posed a question. We have talked about Rodrigo on the podcast before. Uh, He's a real friend. We didn't make him up. He's not like a Canadian girlfriend or something that we just made up. He's a real, real listener. Yeah, we have a listener in Brazil. He's a supermodel, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I have a picture right here that is definitely not a Clinique ad that I cut out of a magazine. What if he was actually in a long con of like trying to steal all of our money? Like, wow, thank you, guys. I have a cousin in Nigeria who also needs some money. Now that we're friends on the internet, will you send him $200,000 and I'll pay you back? Yeah, Rodrigo did mention something about knowing Nigerian princes (laughs) at one point, but I I let it go because he's from Brazil. What would that have to... So trustworthy. That's not a red flag at all. (laughs) All right, so Rodrigo says... Donald and Catherine are awesome. Yes, yes. we agree. Um, and we're he, paraphrasing. Yeah, we're paraphrasing exactly. He goes on to say, uh, even before the COVID pandemic, the second half of 2019, I had gained back about eight pounds or so from the 40 pounds that I had lost since early 2018. But I was trying to convince myself that it was a bit of fluctuation with too much work and that I could get back on track in 2020. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, Everything yeah. probably worked out really nicely. All looking forward to 2020, oh, all of us. Remember, remember oh, January yeah. 2020, everybody? Yeah. New, new us, new start. Yeah, 2020 happened then, he says, uh, with a big uh, smiley face emoji. Um, since then, I've gained back 30 pounds or so. In other words, I'm very close to where I was in 2017. So I'm working my mindset to get back on track again starting today, back to on tracking to be more precise, tracking what I eat and tracking my steps. He goes on to say, so how do you get back on track when you see yourself at square zero again? Um, <laughs> I'm actually looking at his email. He sent this back in early March. I wonder if he solved all of his problems by the time this episode is coming out. Sorry for the delay, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, so he says... Um, It's one thing when we do some diet like Weight Watchers or low carb, and then we regain the weight and then decide to restart doing some other method. But what are the strategies when we think we found something that actually works, in my case, tracking uh, what I'm eating and staying in a calorie limit? And we feel like we have to start again on the same method from square zero. 
And then Rodrigo is uh, kind enough to uh, let us in on some of the things that have helped him. He says, things that have been helping me are, at least I know some things that work. If I got the weight back, it's because the method may have been good, but not bulletproof. What can I improve this time around? It's a marathon, not a race. I want something for life, not a quick fix. And it's always better to restart where I am now than where I could be in six months, say 15 pounds heavier. On the other hand, there's a part of my brain that just wants to lose 30 pounds in two months and six pounds this week. Hard to shake off these magical wishes. Yeah. So this thing is a little bit about motivation, but also a bit of a feeling of a wasted opportunity. And that feeling of I've blown it even when I found the answer. It's the feeling of square zero when you know or knew what to do. So first, I just want to really thank Rodrigo for opening up and letting us know where he is on all of this. I think we have said it before that none of this journey is linear. Um, I think I've, you know, I've seen a few studies recently that have said that normal people, not like us, but nor- normos, <laughs> normal yeah, kiddos. The, the kinds of people who uh, who don't typically have weight issues. Yeah, that there's been an average of a pound and a half to two pounds per month weight gain in the normal population in yeah, the U.S. That is no joke if you do that math, you know, 12 to 24 pounds in the last year. Right. And that is just for normal people. We have an amazing ability to gain weight quickly. Um, I was joking the other, well, not joking, but I was talking on uh, Wolf place wlt place the other day that people you know give matt damon accolades for gaining 50 pounds for a role oh my god you give me a credit card and three weeks i am oh yeah confident that i could gain that weight back yeah 50 pounds and like maybe like you'd go to 60 or 75 and they'd be like you know you only had to gain 50 (laughs) and you're like selling it for the role you're like hold my hummus (laughs) yeah i'll play the before me in the movie about me yeah exactly Um, but on average, this is not an average year. I haven't looked at the statistics, but I don't think we've had a pandemic in 100 years. No. But there are so many factors that are affecting us in, you know, one, food tastes delicious. Remember? That's why I've we're he- all... I've heard that. Yeah. I think that's just a rumor started <laughs> by big uh, big restaurants. I still but... don't understand. People are like, yeah, I got to eat something, I guess. Yeah. Ah. Um, they have not very good imaginations. But this last... 12, 13 months has been a complete global disruption. Work, gyms, schools, family, boredom, coping, food scarcity, habit shifts, government lockdowns, protests. This has not been a great year for weight loss. No. <laughs> I bet there's like some weight loss committee in the sky, like, this is a bad year for us. Like, exactly. I don't know. There's a boardroom and charts. With- <laughs> <laughs> the weight loss committee. Yeah, the weight loss committee. But this has been an extraordinary year. And so many of us struggle. There are, you know, this isn't the only email that we've received with um, stories of weight gain. But I think that this is a really great opportunity. And I love that Rodrigo knows himself well enough to kind of rein it back in and and look at the things that he knows he's doing right. But I would love for this episode to be, we would love it to be for anyone right now who is feeling like they have lost traction, like they lost the opportunity to lose the COVID-19 weight, quote unquote. So 
This is a really great opportunity for a clean slate. Um, it is really difficult sometimes to let go of the grief we have associated with the weight gain because we can feel kind of embarrassed about it. We tell other people we're doing a great job. We post pictures on the internet. Oh, new me, new whatever. And then we gain back. And then it, the instinct is to hide in shame or feel like we can't verbalize or you know talk to others about what our problems are. So today on this episode, we want to give you some some tips and suggestions on how to get that fresh start, get moving again in the right direction, and let go of the burden of 2020. Yeah, and I just want to say that I and I've I know I've mentioned it on this show more than once before. Like I lost more than 50 pounds two other times in my life. And I just about immediately, I mean it was almost like I stepped on the scale and and hit that mark and then stepped off the scale into a buffet line. 100%. And, and just went right back low, you know, making the mistake of thinking that I was fixed or that it was over or that there was some like, oh, once you hit, you know, a certain weight, then you can eat whatever you want. And this is a good reminder that, you know, you have to remain vigilant and that the work keeps going. And, you know, we did an episode very recently about the fact that, Maintenance looks very much like it did when we were actively trying to lose weight. And so keeping that in mind, the whole there is no finish line. And Rodrigo says it's a marathon, not a race. And it's even uh, even more than a marathon. You know, yeah. a marathon at least even ends at some point. But this this really keeps going. And it's about realizing that you have to adjust your lifestyle with that in mind. You have to keep the idea in mind that you're going to have to keep going and figure out something that you can keep doing uh, for, you know, over and over or the weight will come back. You know, Rodrigo mentioned in his email sort of that bulletproof plan. And I think that's something that we have been better about this time around is adapting. We pivot when plans aren't going the way we need them to, when we are working more, when we have stresses, we know that there can be setbacks. And I think part of this is just being open to the idea that a like when we say something you can do forever, I think what we mean is something we can do forever given the current circumstances. Yeah, Because yeah. we were walking six miles a day, you know, pre-pandemic, and now we're rebounding six miles a day. Well, and and look, I this may sound like a humble brag, but at for the first few months of the pandemic when I was unemployed, like I got into some of like pretty close to maybe the best shape of my life at at 50 years old and I am not quite there now because I have gone back <laughs> Sorry, to work. I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I haven't I haven't gained back uh, a bunch of weight or anything, but I am not doing my strength training. I'm not keeping up with my stairs the way that I was. Um, I am doing what I can do based on the fact that I'm, you know, working 12, 14 hour days uh, uh, during all of this. And that is leads to one of the tips like you have to adjust for the different seasons in your life and you know, realize that just because I can't do everything that I was doing before, it doesn't mean I should give up on everything and do nothing. You know, uh, part of this is is maintaining the habits that I can do while I can do them and not worry about the fact that I can't do everything perfectly right now. Exactly. Well, and two, part of that, you know, sort of, I read something the other day that said, 
are you thinking more about your past or your future? Yeah. And we can kind of relive the glory days of like, oh, well, last year when I wasn't working, I was able to work out every day and do all this stuff. And we can be kind of not pout about it, but I think we can grieve the loss of old habits. So for me, it's it's okay to grieve the loss of progress, but you are not back at square one. None of us go back to a factory reset. We have months of data that we've collected and many habits that we can assess in order to kind of jumpstart us and get us focused back on the right direction. And that starts with not beating yourself up. Yeah. That grieving definitely comes from, I had it all. Why did I let myself go? All these different things. None of that serves the process. Nobody wrote the book like how I berated myself to thinness and happiness. And I think we get so focused on regret from the last year that we don't really focus on what's ahead of us. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're bidding on a Funko Pop on eBay (laughs) and you miss out (laughs) on the Funko Pop and you realize that the the like there's another one on there, but it's a few dollars more. You don't regret that you missed out on the cheaper one. You just pay for the more expensive. No, sure. <laughs> uh, we we, uh, we have been spending all of our hard earned dollars on on Funko Pops, a new sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, not not a sponsor, by the way. Anyway, just, we're just fans. Anyway, uh, that was sort of a joke analogy, but um, I was I was saying to Catherine it. Uh, it is an opportunity to reevaluate and learn from what you were doing. And Rodrigo even says, like, he knows some things that did work. Think about the things that you did that really did work for you and that you found sustainable and that you found that you could do over and over again. You know, uh, we were having a discussion about ex-girlfriends uh, and boyfriends <laughs> earlier. And, you know, I think that there were lots of things that I I kind of regretted about relationships that I had before Catherine, but I also know that everything. if I... Yes, everything. everything. I also know that if I hadn't had those relationships, one of the, the benefits of them was that when Catherine and I got together, I knew, oh, this is what a relationship is supposed to be like. You know, this is, this is, you know, really how you're supposed to feel. This is how couples are supposed to treat one another. And I think a lot of that is the same way with a diet and exercise plan, um, that I learned a lot from my mistakes in the past. I learned a lot from doing Atkins and things that, that were not sustainable. And I knew that when I came across, you know, sort of came across is a weird way to put it, but that when I started down the path that I'm on right now, I knew that this felt different. This felt sustainable. This felt like something that I could do forever. I wasn't like white knuckling it. Um, all the time. Well, and I think that this kind of ties into, you know, if we know we're doing a plan that is sustainable, but we have setbacks, this might be a great time to really consider the loopholes that you might have invoked in the last year, year and a half. We have the loophole 19 episode um, and then a couple of other loopholes. There are many, many episodes of We Only Look Thin. I don't even remember where they are now. But really stop and think at its core for me, and I know this isn't true for everyone, tracking calories 
and getting in daily activity matters to me. But we did the canary in a coal mine episode, which ties into loopholes too, really stop and consider the things that have maybe, the habits that have eroded. Have you stopped accurately measuring and weighing your foods? Have you started taking random bites, licks, and tastes of food? Have you gone in for those extra cookies that maybe you didn't track or additional takeout meals? There are so many small ways that we can chip away at our core habits. And they happen so slowly and so organically that we don't even really know that they're happening. I weighed uh, some cookies the other day. I enjoy cookies. And on the package, it said that they were 30 calories each. 30 calories? It's like they're burning calories on their own just when you oh, eat them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You burn more than that just to chew them. <laughs> yeah. And it, it turns out they're not all the same size. And some of them are considerably bigger. And that I was actually eating more calories than I thought. So I wasn't, you know, measuring uh, and weighing the cookies. I wasn't measuring my half and half. I wasn't weighing my salad dressing. All these little things of like, I'm doing it all right. Turns out that you can let those small habits road. Because I know what it, yeah, I pretty much know what two tablespoons is. That's fine. Turns out we're much more heavy handed when we're not measuring. So that's just one example of kind of one of those canary habits that might have eroded. Yeah. And Rodrigo did the classic um, thing that I've done many times, which is the, it's only eight pounds. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Until it becomes nine pounds, until it becomes 10, until it becomes, you know, 20, et cetera. And um, I did the same thing, like right back up the scale several times. And so, you know, I have set for myself a scream weight, <laughs> so to speak, which is a line that that if I cross it, I know that I'm letting too many of my habits slip, that it, it sort of becomes this line in the sand that I refuse to cross. And then I know to really rein myself back in. And setting that line has been really helpful for me. Yeah. And, you know, we also did an episode called Winter is Coming, which sort of talked about the unknown X factor that's going to happen in our futures. Yeah. Health in the family, job loss, some sort of international epidemic. All these things that we can't really imagine that are going to happen are definitely in our future. We don't know. I mean, there's, what, murder hornets or whatever coming down the pike? (laughs) We don't know where they are. There's no, you know, radar to detect them. They're untraceable. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure this room is filled with murder hornets as we record (laughs) right now. But when we let ourselves slip on our habits just through organic job busyness or, you know, small crisis, and then a bigger wave happens like COVID, none of us could have expected that this would happen. But here we are in it. And as much as we can adapt to the new normal, the better we will be. I just hope that like, you know, since Rodrigo sent us this email that Brazil has not been overrun by murder hornets. (laughs) Not cool. How could you mention the murder hornets? Yeah, exactly. Um, But as Donald was saying before, sort of the next step after you look at your loopholes, what habits are you trying to hold on to that simply aren't working right now? Is your goal too few calories or too few points and you just keep self-sabotaging because your target is too hard? Maybe you could really 
look at what is working right now and what is not working because sometimes we can we can just kind of bash our heads against the wall over and over again and saying why isn't this working yeah look at this as an opportunity to start fresh or maybe even try something new maybe you know i think sometimes we we get tunnel vision and we think to ourselves well i know what to do i you know i just need to do it but maybe if you if you keep making the same mistakes over and over again and and the plan keeps failing on you maybe it's not you maybe it's the plan and maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing and maybe try something different this time so this is where the clean slate comes in We, as the calendar pages turn, it's April now, you have an opportunity to let go of your weight gain. I know for me, I would hold on to Weight Watcher books when things used to be in print and they would print out little stickers with your weight on it. As I went up the scale 100 pounds, I kept hiding those notebooks and starting over and over again. But I kept them in a cabinet sort of, I don't know, to make me feel terrible about the last year. <laughs> um, but what you can do, and, and someone actually in what place had done this the other day, is there are some weight management apps where you can actually set a clean slate. It's not called that, but it's like a fresh start button ah. where you can either reset your app back to its factory settings and delete all of your old content, if it is making you feel bad to see that spike on the scale go up on your weight tracker, start fresh. Start at zero again. Use today's weight as your new start weight. Because when we go back and we just see old numbers that were lower, we might be full of regret. So again, uh, there are some apps that have a fresh start version. I actually started using, uh, I know we did the uh, If You're Appy and You Know It episode, but I started using the Lose It app to track my calories. I have been using Fitbit for five years. Yeah. You you people are tired of hearing me talk about Fitbit. And now suddenly I'm like, hey, everybody, lose it. It's a really great, robust app. I have started fresh in it, and there is no baggage associated with it because I don't go back and look at those old weights that, you know, I'm like, oh, boy, I was 10 pounds lighter five years ago. Start fresh. Start with a new app. Start with a new plan. Go under a new email address. Start with a new account. Today is a time for a fresh start. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, starting with a new app can make it feel like you're doing something different, even if the basics are still the same. And, you know, it's sort of like sometimes, you know, if you just get like a new case for your phone, <laughs> suddenly you feel like you have a new phone. It it can really kind of be the same sort of thing. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that there's any magic in a new app, but sometimes just, like I said, letting go of that history can just feel very freeing. And one thing to to keep in mind through the whole thing is that you're looking at altering your entire life. <laughs> But you don't have to figure it all out overnight, and you can and should do it in baby steps. You don't have to, you know, if you feel like you're starting over from square zero or maybe you've never taken that first step, just do what you can do right now. Think about the things that you can tackle in front of you and break these things down into bite-sized chunks. And maybe, you know, tracking all of your food is too overwhelming to you. Start with tracking one meal. Maybe, you know, getting 20,000 steps just seems impossible. How about you start with five and just see where that gets you? And 
work on those things, work on the basics, like one step at a time until those things become easy. And then you add more until those things become easy. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with someone yesterday and they were trying to sell me on something. Uh, Let's just say that it was a timeshare or a bridge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they were going really big. Yeah. And knowing what I know about baby steps and small changes, if the person had just said, why don't we start with one brick from the bridge? Right. I would have been like, you know, that's a sensible amount of bridge I could purchase right <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> but right. like, I know I'm, 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 I'm uh, protecting the innocent here by not uh, being specific. But that person lost a great opportunity to sell me on something really small. Because if you had said like, okay, will you run a marathon? No. How about we go for a five-minute walk? Yeah. Like, oh, well, maybe I oh, could do that. Okay, I could do a five-minute walk. That's yeah. fine. That is a reasonable request to make of me. But they didn't take that opportunity. So unless they're listening to this episode right now, they won't know what I'm talking about. But really go back to those really small micro habits. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put that. Yeah. So one of the big things that I wanted to focus on on this was that – You know, we really have an opportunity to make the future our own. You know, I had talked about it on the podcast earlier. I was laid off from my my job in January and I kept kind of replaying like I was going to work for Walt the way I worked for my day job. Yeah. I wasn't in love with my day job, but I love like podcasting and weight management and stuff. But I kept kind of showing up with my briefcase and my suit, you know, kind of like, all right, I'm at the grind. I think your boss might be meaner now, though, (laughs) than when you were actually having a different job. But I kept showing up to the job of Walt the same way I was showing up to my day job. And I realized recently that I have an opportunity to make Walt whatever I want it to be and work it in a way that is meaningful and exciting to me. And I think this ties into reimagining your weight loss process too. We are doing this not because it's a nine to five job that we have to show up to. Our health matters to us. And sometimes we can lose sight of that. We feel like it's this grind that we have to show up for and clock in and clock out of every day. Yeah, for sure. But you have an opportunity to really be inventive in the way that you manage your future weight loss. So I know we did an episode a long time ago called SWAT. Swat, 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 Yeah. And in business terms, that means strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It is a business term. But in the business of you, which we've talked about recently as well, you have an opportunity to look at your current strengths, weaknesses, and external opportunities and also threats to your goal. So – Sometimes it's hard when you're feeling down on yourself to actually realize that you do have current strengths. Just showing up is a strength. Being willing to look at the process a different way is a strength. Yeah. We can often, when we're feeling down, just be like, there's nothing going right in the world. <laughs> like, And you know what? There are things going right. We've got a roof over our head. We've got uh, tons of food in the fridge. And we've got a growth mindset. So there we go. Those are our first strengths. Yeah. But remembering what is going well. Examples are I'm great at tracking my breakfast, like Donald said. I'm you know consistent with, with tracking every day. I love drinking water. I'm becoming more flexible because I'm doing yoga every day. I'm achieving my step goal. Just the things that are actually going well really matters when you're framing your future. But then I think also, depending on our season, there are different weaknesses too. Like I forget to pass on the treats at work. I've got 
too much negative self-talk. I'm a perfectionist, so it throws me off when plans change. I give up on the weekends. We all know what those little tiny micro habits are that keep sabotaging us week after week. Um, I, in losing the using the Lose It app, um, it has a robust data system, and I found out that over 17% of my calories from the week were from delicious cookies. <laughs> Not all cookies. This one cookie that I was eating yeah. every day ended up being more than one full day of calories that I was consuming just eating those cookies. That was quite sobering. That was a weakness, but being able to look at it, I was able to cut back. Now it's down to 14%. I'm going to keep dropping that. Because that is helpful. Some might see that as a weakness. Others might see it as a good time. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Um, So when we're looking at our strengths and weaknesses, we don't live in a vacuum. We don't lose weight in a vacuum. We've got to look at our external resources and threats, our opportunities and threats. Because if we forget like, oh yeah, I've got family coming to visit or a work project coming up, or I'm, you know, unemployment's going to run out in six weeks. There are all these little things in our future that we need to prepare for, or I should say we have the opportunity to prepare for. So when we're looking at those opportunities, opportunities. Just look sort of like MacGyver, like we've talked about before. What resources do you have? What apps can you use? What people in your life can you call on to support you? If you can't join something like Wolt Place, uh, we had talked about Lose Weight Eat Pizza on Facebook is a group with over 30,000 members who are all in the calorie counting community. Yeah, it's great. And they're a free group. So really looking outside of your current core, like, okay, well, I'm using this tracker and I'm using whatever, really think a little bit bigger. Um, I can create a new habit reward to keep me motivated. I can weigh myself. I can text a friend. I can review my Weight Watcher welcome material. If you're doing Weight Watchers, you can just like go back and kind of get a fresh start on that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sometimes just, you know, you think you know things, but, you know, really refreshing yourself on the materials is a, is a good idea. Yeah, finding a new podcast or going back to old podcast episodes that Or really re-listening to every <laughs> single episode of We Only Look Thin. That's a great idea. Get started now. Go. It, exactly. I can pre-track my days. I can get rid of those apps that are dragging me down. I can clear out my kitchen from food that I know is triggering me. We have so many different things that we can call upon to make our lives better. Decide on watching new videos. Do a new fitness routine. Like, Just really think beyond what your current routine is because it can get stale. Like I talked about the other day, it can be really boring to watch the same thing over and over again. And I know it's annoying when I act like the Lose It app, like I invented it. And there have been people (laughs) who have been telling me about it for years. I'm like, oh yeah, well, it's probably not as good as Hey, ever wanted so, to hear about this Lose hey. It app? Hey, how about this Lose It yeah, app, Yeah, now everybody? suddenly I'm going door to door on the Lose It app. So really just kind of jump starting there is good. And then finally, looking at your threats. I'd kind of mentioned this before, but what in your environment is hard for you right now? What has actually shifted? We talked about at the beginning of the episode, so many cities and countries are on lockdown, government things, things that we cannot control, but they do impact what we can do. Our gyms are closed. Our grocery stores might not have as much food. It's the holidays. Easter's coming up soon for us. 
there are so many ways that we can sabotage our progress just by external threats. And we did the episode called 365 Surprises. I'm very sorry I'm giving you more notes to put in the show notes, Donald, but here we go. 365 Surprises. There are so many opportunities for self-sabotaged, you know, Taco Tuesday, Bagel Friday, whatever, really thinking about all the things in our environment that might be a stressor to us can help us plan for those stressors because they're going to keep on coming, whether it's COVID, whether it's job loss or tacos, which are delicious, something's <laughs> going to get in the way. And the more adept we are at adjusting, looking at those strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, the more we can call upon the old episodes of We Only Look Thin to help give us tips and tricks to get past those and make progress again. And it's not that I have to add things to the show notes. It's that I get you to get add things. To. It burns calories. And I just wanted to, um, Catherine wrapped things up nicely, but I just wanted to add one little coda on, which is that momentum is better than motivation. Yeah. I would say 96% of the time, I don't feel motivated yeah. to do any of these things. But I have habits in place that I have really made habits, and I do them kind of on autopilot at this point over and over again. And it's that almost muscle memory of doing those same healthy habits that I set up for myself beginning five years ago that is really still paying off now. I slip up from time to time. I, you know, something comes out of nowhere and throws me off of my game for sure. But I know that I can get right back on those habits and not throw away all of the progress that I had. And it really has nothing to do with motivation or how much I really feel like doing it. I just do it because it is what it is. And I know what the consequences will be if I don't. Yeah. And, you know, being part of the Clean Slate Club, we've got so many different clubs. We got the Mod Squad, we got the Clean Slate Club. Many, many clubs. We are never starting 100% over again. We never lose our memories of our experiences, our setbacks, and the successes that we've had. And being able to call upon the your history to make your future matters. That's how we learn. But we're never back to square one. I'm not 18 years old again without the perspective that I have now. Yeah, There are so many things that we have learned over the years. And I know, listener, that you have learned that can push you forward. And we're in a position right now where we're not focusing on the glory days in the before times when we used to be able to do X, Y, and Z. We are looking forward to what we can do in the future and not regretting what could have been done. Oh gosh, if only I had started this a year ago, then I'd, I wouldn't have to worry about this. It is a waste of your energy to focus on those past regrets. Your energy is much better served on creating your future and really envisioning what you want this year to look like. Sure, there are tons of things that are out of our control, but what we can control are our mindsets, those habits, and those loopholes that we invoke, all of the things that we talk about that really give you control over your future. And we know that Rodrigo is capable of turning his habits back around working within, you know, the constraints of of his country and getting it done. And I know you can too. This might not even be a time to lose weight, but maintain. We are all still being affected by COVID in different ways. It is okay to maintain your weight. 
look at it in two, three, six months and decide what you're ready to do then if the seasons change or when the seasons change. We know that you are forward-looking and that you can get anything you want done. Just follow the boring habits. Yes, indeed. And we know you are forward-looking and now you have to look forward to the next episode of We Only Look Thin because we are wrapping up this one. Thank you so much for listening to it. We really appreciate uh, each and every one of you. It really means a lot to us when you uh, when you download and listen to these. Um, you can uh, check out every episode of the show wherever you found this one and also find them all still on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on Join Our Support Group to find out more information on Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. It is a, an online accountability and support group for women based on Facebook. We have two different options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial. Oh, It is something I am so proud of, and I'm so proud of the people in it working on their habits and showing up every day, good or bad, uh, just bearing their hearts and souls and making progress on their journey. So we would love to have you join us there. Yes, indeed. Please do. Uh, We would also love to have you join us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And if you want to be cool like Rodrigo, you can also email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, we'll take a month to answer your question, (laughs) but we will get back to you and maybe we'll make an episode out of it. How do I handle St. Patrick's Day? Well, we're getting it's a head almost start time on for the year. bicentennial. <laughs> we only look thin. <laughs> How do you suggest I handle my eating for the country's 200th birthday? Exactly. We do our best to follow up. Uh, we're we're people. We're flawed people who get what we can done done. Focus on what we can. So we'll get back to you when we can. And like we're getting back to Rodrigo. Thank you so much for reaching out to us and letting us know what you are going through. Yes, indeed. Uh, And if you want to help us out, and uh, I'm sure that you do, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review, preferably a five-star rating, and preferably you say something nice about us. Uh, That helps boost our egos, and uh, the more of those we get, the more uh, Apple boosts us in search results when people are looking for uh, health and fitness podcasts. We are at 441 star reviews. Whoa! We could be at 500. I know. (laughs) I went straight to 500. I skipped uh, 450. It's like on uh, NPR when they do the the drives. All we need is 10 more members at the commercial break, and then we'll take you back to Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, our corporate sponsors are going to match every (laughs) five-star rating that we get in the next 20 minutes. So please give us a five-star rating right now before the corporate sponsorship runs out. Well, and the good thing is I know that I have fewer than 441 friends on Facebook, so I know that at least some strangers are in there making it happen a for few us. of so, them yeah a few, a few of them i don't think i even know 441 people so <laughs> i choose not to anyway, anyway all uh npr jokes aside we honestly appreciate every review and knowing that we're impacting your lives in a positive way is just incredible to us like in in all earnesty all snarkiness aside i'm just so grateful for all of our listeners absolutely uh i am as well So if you are still wondering if there is a difference between an American murder hornet and a Brazilian (laughs) murder hornet, just remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration. inspiration. 
And so is Rodrigo. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness programs.